Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back into the Fourth Man Podcast. Glad you guys could all join us today. We appreciate everyone who's tuning in. As always, I'm Anthony, and alongside the best Big Three News account, Big Three News, aka Will, back with another episode. Will, how's the week going? We're almost here till uh, the Christmas season. I know it is the Christmas season. I see your hat says volunteer on it. Have you been getting in some charity work? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. All right, well, that's great. Well, I'm glad. Glad, to, glad to see you're getting in the spirit. 100%. Yeah, we got a great show for you coming up, a great interview, as always, on the back end here. Not a lot of news, but just want to kind of go through a recent posts here from the big three. But before we do that, if you want to find the show, as always, on any of our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, et cetera, it's at Fourth Man Pod, at Big Three News, and at A underscore Siggy. Don't forget, you can also watch the podcast now on YouTube. It's just youtube.com slash fourth man. Make sure to subscribe and please leave feedback because we love to hear what we're doing right, but also what we're doing wrong, what we could improve, et cetera. And as always, for those tuning in on Saturday here on Dash Radio on the Nothing But Net channel, whether it's your first time or you're a repeat listener, we appreciate you guys as always for just continuing to listen on, on Dash Radio. And we appreciate you know those guys, Nothing But Net guys for giving us a platform to continue to try to bring big three news on. No pun intended there. All right. Before we get into the interview on the back half, Will, let's go through this and, and dive, kind of like dive into this post a little bit, kind of like we did a couple episodes ago where the big three posted, you know, who would you want to see in the big three? And they gave a couple of guys, Jerry Jack, Kyle Korver, Joe Kim Noah, Jimmer Fredette, Monte Ellis. Say the big one that stands out though is, J. Cole, rapper, producer, artist. J. Cole, Jermaine. Uh, yeah. That, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts after you see the big three post that? Like, who would you be the most excited about? Fun fact about J. Cole. Um, J. Cole went to St. John's University in Queens, and he didn't graduate because he didn't pay back uh, dues that he owed on a rented textbook. So he did not. Oh, is that why he didn't go back? I know he was. Did he try out for the team there at St. John's? or did he? That's possible. I don't know. He might have maybe played on the team for a little bit. I don't know. That is a fun fact. I, be- I believe they have since given him an honorary degree, <laughs> but I do know that he did not receive his diploma because he did not pay back um, textbook rentals or like I wouldn't library. Have accepted that. Like that. I wouldn't have accepted. Oh my god, I would have been causing <laughs> a- havoc. Kind of a, a slap in the face. Oh, sorry, we messed up here. We didn't give you your diploma. Oh, we see you're successful now, though. You think you can, you know, rep your Rep, rep, uh, rep your college, be a, an honorary exactly. alum here. Red Storm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Ridiculous. Um, no, but, I mean, the big three. Listen, we've been talking about this, you know, a couple of times where is a legitimate possibility. And, again, I find it so funny that he made that song about uh, about 
you know, what do you say? Like, there's only a couple spots on the Pistons, you know what I mean? And really such like the deep meaning to that song and like society and all like the different traps of society. Mm-hmm. And then he's shooting a couple jump shots in the gym and the Pistons like, yeah, like if you, if you want this spot, <laughs> you can have it. Yeah, come and on, like, please. Like, I don't think you guys listen to the song. Like, I, like, I don't think you guys understand the meaning behind it. Social but, media team definitely got fired after that one. <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, you know, it, the good thing about the big three, and we've seen this with Terrell Owens, is that if you're one of the, you know, top guys, you know, how many people get drafted, right? What is it, like uh, 30, right? Because there's 10 yeah, teams, right? Point. Yeah, so, so 30 people yeah. get drafted? Around there, around there. Around there, right? 36? Are there, are there 12 teams? God, well, I'm just thinking I'm because, bad. you know, the, the runner-up right, will right, get right, one right. pick. So it's kind of an offset exactly. amount. But. Yeah, so it's like, thir- let's say 30 picks. If you're one of the top 30 guys and you're going to get drafted, so – if Jay Cole is one of the top 30 guys, then, you know, why not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so, that third round is kind of a, that flyer round, you know? Yes, absolutely. And we've seen a lot of gems in that third round. We've almost seen more gems from the third round in the first round. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I would agree. You know, so I don't know. Is Jay Cole – I think the, the biggest hurdle to this is does Jay Cole have the time to do this? I don't know. That part, I couldn't tell you. But if he does, why not? You know, it's open tryouts. Yeah, and he's been hooping kind of with some of those big NBA players and they're a little closed off uh, court there. You know, we've seen him hoop a little bit, or at least I've seen it through social media and stuff. So would be interesting. I'm thinking at this point, because I feel like the I want to say the two biggest names outside of guys that play professionally overseas or play professionally in the NBA. The two big names that I've seen that would have to come in and try out because they don't have any NBA or professional experience would be probably J. Cole and Terrell Owens, right? Is that probably who were? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Those would be the two. I mean, uh, Kyle Rudolph has sort of joked about joining or he sort of yeah. like teased it, you know. Um, so that would be really fun to see. Josh uh, McCown I mean, followed I mean, you, so. Right, that's true. That's, that's the other one, right? Josh McCown. Josh McCown really uh, wants to play too. So I think those guys, I mean, do you tell Josh McCown, do you tell one of the greatest journeyman quarterbacks of all time that he's got to go to the open tryouts? I don't know. I don't know if you, you can tell do any that. of those guys that. I mean, I don't know if you can. I mean, you know, Ice Cube told Terrell Owens, if you, if you bring a team, then you're in, which we, we're still trying to figure out what that means. But, you know, um, so I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what this process looks like. But, you know, again, I think the good thing about the big three is, there's much less politics involved than, you know, maybe the NBA or, or the G mm-hmm. League or, you know, that we're seeing. So, you know, listen, if you can play, then you can play. 100%. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like this is a very cliche term in the big three at, at this point, but it's not about your name. It's about your game. So, I mean, That's true. I, and that works both ways, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about how big your name is, but also not about how maybe how small your name is or how unknown you are. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, so let's now talk about some guys that we know who can play. Hundred <laughs> percent. So there's a, a lot of guys listed on here: current players, recently retired players, even one that we're not sure if we know the player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. Is that Marvin Williams from the Bucks last year, or, or we it's, think it's, it's Marvin Williams? Small. So Marvin Probably Williams? Yeah. Question mark on there. Jared Jack, Leandro Barbosa, uh, Joey Kim Noah, Jimmer Fredette, Monte Ellis, Kyle Korver. I've okay. I'm just gonna say something here. I've been a big advocate for like Monte Ellis coming to the league. That's you have. Been. You have. Been. I've been dying to see. I mm-hmm. thought maybe we were getting closer with him and Amari Stoudemire 
there were rumors about them getting workouts with NBA teams last year when Amari was playing with Tri-State and Monte Ellis was not sure what he's doing, I guess training and stuff. But I feel like Monte Ellis would be a perfect fit in this league. I think it's someone that could definitely take that Joe Johnson route. You know, it's, I almost feel like at this point in his career, it's like, okay, we know what Monte Ellis can do. We, we understand what he's brought to the teams and how he's been valuable, but we just haven't seen it in a while. You know, we haven't seen him play in a couple of years. So maybe just getting him on the stage and allowing him to be himself and in the process, you know, helping the big three grow or, or get some more eyes to the big three and also potentially winning a championship, you know, a professional big three championship, I think could be cool in the process. So I think out of these names, I think Monte Ellis is, is the big one that stands out for me. Okay. That's interesting. I wouldn't say the Monte Ellis is the one that stands out for me, but I almost would say out of all of these lists of people, I think he's the most likely you know, I don't Fair know point. if I would, you know, I, I would almost equate him to, in terms of likelihood, like like a Zach Randolph, right? Sort of someone mm-hmm. who we speculated and we were like, oh, I think this could happen. You know, the connections are there. Guys know him, you know, and then it happened. And we were like, you know, our, our suspicions were confirmed in a way. So I could see the very, a very similar thing happening with Montalis. You know, he's been someone who's been talked about. I think Cube even name dropped him a couple of times. Um so, you know, I think he would be – I think it would be almost – it would make sense if he's one of the bigger additions right, that we right. have this offseason. He would be, I would say, a very realistic Sure. Guy. Maybe that's a good way to put it, the most realistic. Yeah. And in terms of interesting, though, which one do you feel like is most interesting? Because, you know, you don't necessarily agree with my Monte Ellis take. I think maybe the most interesting one, and that's just because he's still playing, is Kyle Korver. Yeah, I, I think Kyle Korver is interesting too. We can absolutely get into Kyle Korver, but to answer your first question, I think we're looking at a potential MVP in this graphic. I think Joakim Noah would absolutely mm. dominate in this league. I mean, he was he reminds me very much of Joe Johnson. He was somebody who came in, who was good in the league, played very recently. You know, let's say he does decide to join. He's coming off of an NBA season. Joe Johnson yeah. was coming off of an NBA season where – Joe Johnson played a similar role for the, I believe his last team was the Rockets, right? Mm-hmm. Remember that correctly? Yeah. Uh, a very similar role in the Rockets to what Joakim Noah played on the Clippers. And Joakim yeah. Noah, he played on the Clippers. He was an NBA player. You know what I mean? I don't think Joakim Noah stood out or anyone said, oh, Joakim Noah doesn't belong here, you know? Yeah. And before the Clippers, when he had a little bit more of a bigger role, um, he was very, he was very solid on the Grizzlies. You know, and I don't think people talk about enough that Joe Noah almost won MVP. You know, when he was with the Bulls, yeah. When he was with the Bulls, like he almost legitimately won MVP the the season Derrick Rose got hurt, and I think that his play style would be fantastic in this league. You know, he's he's a physical guy, he gets boards, but and he's also a fantastic scorer. You know, and he yeah. has a, a bit of an outside shot. So I think if Joe Noah joined this league, he may not be the flashiest name he may not immediately draw the most eyes but like joe johnson i think he would quickly become a he's a guy that you can i would say plug on any team and me personally i would make them a championship contender it's a bold take there so I, I, i'm i'm willing to ride with that so here's my outlook on joe kim noah because all those things you said about him aren't true outside of like him being like a great scorer like i don't know if i necessarily agree with that I mean, okay. he definitely has his, his – he definitely 
did his part when he's with the Bulls. He could put up, you know, triple doubles here and there. But here's how I look at Joe Kim Noah at being added to the league. I look at him more like a – and I don't want this to be taken as an insult, but I look at him more of him playing more of that Chris Anderson role. Okay. Someone who I think is going to win Defensive Player of the Year, someone who I think if you put on the right team, he's definitely going to contribute to a championship. But am I excited about, like, watching Joe Kim Noah play? And maybe this is just my own opinion. I mean, I'm a guy who likes James Harden, who the reason people even – if people do like watching him is because he's – a bucket getter. I'm a guy who likes to see someone get buckets. You know, someone who's going to he's going to score a bunch of points rather than just make the most impact on a game. I um, can say with confidence that as a James Harden fan that you are. Joakim Noah may be the opposite of yeah. a James Harden. He may exactly be like the polar opposite of what James Harden is. 100%. And that's why I think maybe Monte Ellis gravitates toward me a little bit more because he, okay. he has that similar mold of like, yeah, you're going to insert him on a team and he's going to score you a lot of points. He's going to be kind of that microwave scorer for you. Whereas yeah. Joe Kim Noah, I think is going to contribute. And I, I, I think he can, you know, be one of the top players in the league for sure. I think if he comes to the big three, he would automatically be at least a, at least a co-captain of anything, but his impact on, I mean, while he was playing with the Clippers, he had a decent, decent year with the Grizzlies, like way better than I thought he would. I just wonder what the impact would be like on a big three season, like in a, on a big three team. And that's, okay. just, that's just my take. It's fair um, point. Fair point. But I, I do think he would, no doubt about it. I think he'd come in and, and you'd have to put him into the defensive player of the year conversation. I mean, like you said, coming something about a player coming right to the big three after being in the NBA, you know, yeah. as briefly as the year before. I mean, that that's got to hold some kind of you know just level and of degree a for a player. No less. Yeah, on yeah. A intended no less playing you know valuable nba playoff minutes 110 percent. i mean it's funny you say that it's as, now that you say that you know you like harden and ellis i get why you wouldn't like <laughs> noah and as, as someone from me who you know shed a tear when i found out that the grizzlies were retiring tony allen's number uh just based off of defense alone you know i yeah. i absolutely can now see why i would be excited about joakim noah no but but definitely it'll be interesting to see and i really hope that for the reasons that we laid out, it would be really exciting to see him in the league. Um, but no, for Kyle Korver, so I guess let's do him next. Kyle Korver is interesting, right? Because I think, is he still on the Bucks? I don't know. Maybe he's not on the Bucks. Maybe I'm just like, have, have that ingrained in my head. Did he not? But he is, yeah. Did he not re-sign with them or? I don't think he did. Okay, maybe he did. I went, because I made a post about Kyle Korver recently, and I think I looked and he was a, But another thing that I looked when I was looking for YouTube videos of Kyle Korver is just how well-respected he is by everyone, especially during uh, his time in Cleveland with LeBron. Yeah. Because I wanted to see if I can find uh, the, um, what was it, the the press conference of when LeBron was like, remember, they were like, would you do anything different in that situation? And he was like, he gave like some long convoluted answer. And then he was like, and then in the end I'd pass it to Kyle Korver. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. 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 Times out of 10, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that like made the ways around. Um, so I looked, I think I just typed in like Kyle Korver, LeBron James press conference. He has like 20 of those oh, just, wow. like, local media of him just being like, I'm so happy Kyle Korver's on this team. I'm so happy Kyle Korver's on this team. Like, Kyle wow. you know, and I don't know if I've ever seen LeBron that, and again, I'm not someone who follows LeBron. And again, this was all local Cavs media, but I don't know if I've ever seen LeBron that publicly supportive of a teammate besides obviously like a Dwayne Wade, you know? There's very few, let's put it that way. Even if, yeah. he, even if he has. 
So I think Kyle Korver, you know, it's interesting, right? So when I made the post about Kyle Korver, I said, do you think he'd be good in the big three? And a lot of people said, you know, he's a pure shooter. I don't know how good that is in a 3v3, which in my opinion, you know, I can't debate that. You're 100% right. We've seen guys who are quote unquote pure shooters and they get exposed a little bit because all they do is they just send somebody out to guard him at the three-point line and then it's a 2v2. Um, but I think Kyle Korver is just so intelligent. He's so basketball smart that I think he would be able to work around that. Yeah, I like that. And I think, too, the thing that we've really noticed about the big three, and I know it's been a while, but I want to say the thing that we've noticed since season two is that people are starting to have a little bit of a a strategy. I would say more so a strategy to how they're utilizing their players and and just being on the court. I mean, okay, Kyle Corbett, he's not best in a three-on-three setting. What if he's just coming off the bench in, in tight situations? What if your team is down... 47 39 you're like okay we could really use a four maybe maybe two mm-hmm. let's put them in the game and and you know we'll, we'll figure out the other side because i'm because kyle corver i mean while he's a pure shooter we have to remember his days in atlanta i mean he was a respectable defender at some yeah. point that, that whole team was i mean that was a very group effort here so that whole team that won that won all-star right was that entire it, team an all-star? It was year? four of them. The, the top five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was all four of them except for Damari Carroll. Right. So, yeah, was a, he was a well-respected defender on that team. I, I mean, obviously five-on-five five is a little bit different on three-on-three three when it comes to defense, and, and, and maybe his defense was accounted for on the back end. But I don't know. I feel like even if you have him on a team, you can bring him into situations where it's, it's well-needed – and utilize them in that aspect. I mean, I'm even thinking of like when a team is is up 24 to 21 or something, and you're like the team that has 21 brings in Corver, and it's like, okay, yeah, we just need to get to the half. half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we yeah, just need to no, get to the sure. half before you know, they it's, do. It's funny, and I this might be it's sort of just popped into my head. This might be just a sign of how big the league has grown, but I think Corver might be the first NBA All-Star that I would say I wouldn't jump ahead and make him a captain. Man, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, I would have to. I don't know of anyone off the top of my head. I could be wrong. There's been a ton of guys who have been in the NBA and been in the big three, but I, off the top of my head, I don't know if anyone that's that recently made an all-star game that I think would be available in the big three draft, or at least in my opinion would probably be in the big three draft as opposed to a captain which I, I could see him being a captain but why don't you see him being a captain because i think for the reasons that you just said you know i don't know if you know a high usage every, player yeah yeah i don't know if every team is i think every team's different you know i mean we saw nate robinson win fourth man of the year and he's and he's a co-captain but i think if you're a team trying to win a championship and your plan is exactly what you just said i don't know if that's a captain's slot you know well i mean Prime example is Brian Scalabrini. Well, right. You know, and, and how successful have ball hogs been? Well, yeah, they yeah. haven't. And I've honestly, I've actually been against what, what they've been doing for a while. Anyways, I think I've talked about that on one of the first episodes of the fourth man, but yeah, I mean, that's a good, that's a good point. Cause if, if it's a guy that you're utilizing situationally, I mean, do you want to make him necessarily a co-captain or is that someone you draft on the back end in the third round and, and hope that he falls to you just based on I mean, I think he's a first round talent. You know, I think he's somebody that you, you could take in the first round because exactly what you just said, I think for the defense and the intelligence, 
But, like, I think of, like, these notable names who have been taken the big three draft, right? Like Mario Chalmers, uh, Glenn Davis, um, you know, Chris Anderson. Birdman, yeah. Birdman. None of them were ever all-stars. Jason, Richard, Jason, Jason Richardson. Richardson. I don't know if he was an all-star. I don't know if he was that. See, that is the era of the NBA. Well, I'll be honest with you. Jason Richardson era, you know, that early 2000s is the one where, I don't know, I could be missing an all-star from him. I mean, Jason Richardson um, was a beast. I was surprised he went second round. I know, I know he won a dunk contest, right? Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. I don't know if he was ever an all-star per se. Let's fact check um, it. Well, this Kyle Korver conversation has absolutely gotten interested. interesting. <laughs> um, but another guy that I wanted to talk about too is which someone who will have my respect for as long as I live, which is – Jarrett Jack. Yeah, I knew you were going there. I know you're a Jarrett big Jarrett Jack, Jack guy. I, I I have nothing but respect for Jarrett Jack. You know, I remember he came in uh, on a Nets team that had high expectations, and then D. Will, I believe it was D. Will at the time, gets hurt beginning of the season. Boom, we don't have a point guard. Our, and Jarrett Jack was our starting point guard, and he he held it down for us. You know, and I remember, and so. I just remember being like, listen, like I had no idea who, well, I didn't have any idea, but I did not think Jared Jack was a starting point guard in this league. And he proved me wrong. And for a lot of the stuff we said about Corver, the intelligence, but he was also an an excellent uh, distributor. He was an excellent leader. Um, So he would be someone that I would be extremely happy to have in the big three. Yeah. And here's the big three tie. Oh, almost big three tie. You know, Jared Jack was supposed to play on the overseas elite team that had Frank Nitty. Xavier Silas, Joe Johnson. I don't know why it didn't pan out, but there's got to be some kind of, at least some connection. Yes, maybe exactly. you just, just know the guy. So who knows? Maybe that's a guy that, oh, here. so here's an interesting speculation right here. Maybe it's a guy that like, okay, you got Joe Johnson coming back. You got, uh, why, is, why is one of the co-captains names slipped in my head? Uh, Al Jefferson coming back, but let's say like Par- Pargo. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, let's say Pargo doesn't come back because sure. coaching has taken a new level, or yeah, you know, right. that's just where he wants to focus. Or the season overlaps, you know, sure, sure, like that. sure. He's got to be there on the trailblazers. Yeah. What if What if Joe Johnson's like, okay, all right, now I got to look at some some different guys. Like, oh, Jared Jeff, that'd be an interesting co-captain name. Yeah. Out of your trip with squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, absolutely. That's someone who could fill part of his shoes pretty well. So no, hundred percent. In triplets, that's probably the one position that they really um, don't really have is really that like true point guard. You know what I mean like that mm-hmm. four general, which we haven't seen a ton in the big three. To be fair, um, especially out of the successful teams, we haven't really seen those true ones. True. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I listen. Jared Jack, you know, will forever hold a special place in my heart. One more guy I want to touch on. And I'm going to be, I guess let's put it like this. When is the Jimmer hype going to die down? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, not just like for big three, you know, purposes, but just in general. I mean, how long has Jimmer been out of BYU? How long has it been since Jimmer went first round? No, but. And didn't succeed in the NBA like he was supposed to. There's two levels to this. Okay. There's the Jimmer BYU hype. And then there's the Jimmer China hype. The BYU hype is gone. For him as an NBA prospect, we get it. But he, the, the stuff that he was doing for the Shanghai Sharks in China, that's what everyone was excited about. 
they called him the lonely ninja. Okay. <laughs> because his family wasn't living there. He didn't know the language, didn't talk to anybody, didn't speak to anybody, just went out alone on nights to the markets and got food, kept to himself. He and then and then he'd show up to games and drop sixty. I mean, he's a legend in China for sure. I mean, if you love the CBA, you know, you're a resident of China. Of course, that makes sense. But I mean, even, I mean, we saw the Shanghai Sharks uh, uh, maybe a couple years ago play the Houston Rockets. Did all right. Is it, does it warrant a lot of hype like he always gets? I mean, they're, I'm pretty yeah, sure there's a. Phoenix and he was decent on Phoenix. I'm, he was decent right? on Phoenix. I don't even remember don't, don't uh, one play from him on Phoenix. I don't remember either. I'm just, I think, I'm just. I'm just he, trying to control the narrative oh fair enough. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> that that i don't know i just i think the jimmer people who still get excited about jimmer for debt for any reason i think i think it's a little overhyped God, you're a hater time. you're a hater i might be but you're a hater this is your enemies okay you're a hater, you're a hater. <laughs> fair enough fair enough that being said if jimmer comes to the league like if Jimmer comes to the league, be, they I'm will be, be my enemies. I'm going to be hype as hell. Fair. Be hype. I won't, I, I won't be anything until I see it. Jimmer NBA. is such – I look at Jimmer. I look at a bull hog. The team. <laughs> like being, at, on, being on ball being hogs. Being on ball hogs, yeah. I look at that. I look at – um. Hmm, who else would he be on? I don't know. Ball hogs. I look at him as like a one. ghost baller. Oh, I almost said ghost ballers, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like he fits that bill a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah. No, Ricky, Mike, and Jimmer. That would be <laughs> one hell of a trio. What a squad there. I'm trying to think if there's a, maybe – I don't think he really fits anywhere else. I mean, he's the lonely ninja. Would he fit, like, on an Aliens team? You know, just – you know Ooh, how the Aliens are kind of the that. Enigmas? Yeah, I kind of like that. Okay. What about Bivouac? I thought – Bivouac has their guy. Bivouac has their guy. I think Bivouac's yeah. pretty set. Yeah, Especially if most fates does that. continue or plan, yes. plan on still playing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this. Jimmer would definitely attract some people. And, and I think that would obviously be great for the big three. I think that's why, you know, the big three would be excited to have him. Yeah. And, you know, you would put him up there as maybe a four-point champ because of his – I agree. You know, what we know about him being a long-range shooter. Yeah. I just wonder, you know, in, a, in an even, like, tougher – league you know more physical league i mean that was a big thing about jimmer right is that he couldn't hold his own really in the nba jimmer could do whatever the hell he wants to do oh my gosh <laughs> but, but 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 we say that right and i feel like we're getting a little first take here but we say that but jimmer also did phenomenal on the tbt and that's where we saw joe johnson and all these other guys you know so if i'm gonna give joe johnson credit for doing what he did in the tbt I got to give that same credit to Jimmer. Man, that's an excellent argument. And I, I have I, to. Yeah, you have to. I mean, I mean, if we're going to say, oh, Joe Johnson was great in the TBT, he needs to go to the NBA, then, yeah, I right. mean, you can't be like, oh, well, Jimmer just played the TBT and he did good against what competition, you know? I mean, I guess my only argument would be like, you know, the TBT last year compared to Jimmer playing in the TBT, what, two or three years ago or whenever – the competition level was probably at a little bit lower rate, but I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that's enough to really. I don't know. I don't know if you can say it. This yeah. isn't the TBT where uh, Dave Portnoy and Big Cat were going into the, <laughs> he, the final. It wasn't that TBT. By the way, that's still ridiculous. 
that, that's, that's crazy that that happened. I didn't know that happened until like a month ago. And I was like, wait, what? I learned about that literally in 2022. And I was like, man, that really yeah. happened? I go back and they're like in yeah. their jerseys. They're playing and they're giving press conferences. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then I guess let's just touch on this. Marvin Williams. We think that's Marvin Williams. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? And Barbosa, no way in hell. Not, but Barbosa's not happening. No, Barbosa. I, I just don't see it. Um, and I don't think Marvin Williams is either. I, I know he just and, – and kind of for the same reason, I don't know if Noah would. I think those guys, they're in their mid-30s. They just retired. They could still play for an NBA team, and they're like, eh, maybe I, I'd rather do something else. But I think, too, like we always say, playing once a week definitely makes a difference than playing 72, 82 games a year and That's traveling true. and everything. So and maybe that I changes their mind. Noah, you have Boozer and Nate. Yeah. When are we going to see you know, Boozer and Nate on the same team, though? I know. You know that's coming. If Boozer is, like, a free agent because power doesn't retain – I guess he's still technically on power, but – They won't be able know. to retain him because they didn't win, but – Right. So, I feel like Boozer will just be picked up by Tri-State, probably <laughs> for Jermaine O'Neal. Oh, I would like that, actually. Yeah. Or, or they just – big three expands in 2022, and they just come out with team hold that – yeah, I mean that's basically where we're heading. It's gonna be, be it's gonna end up being, um, you know, starting lineup of Derek Rose, Joakim Noah, uh, Carlos Boozer, and then Tom Thibodeau coaching. It's just gonna be the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, Derek Rose in like four years when he finally decides to retire. It'll be Nate and yeah. Boozer. They'll be in their mid forties by then. But we're like, oh, let's just keep it going. We got to get D Rose here, and that will be good. <laughs> and Thibs is like. And yeah, Thibs is now an incredible coach because you can't play someone too much. You can't give somebody <laughs> 20 minutes because there's no minutes. He's like, you're not getting out. It's like, yeah. coach, we can, you think we can play? No, not a chance. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, speaking of comedic and also talking about poor D and the guys over at Barstool, satirical type of content, we have a great interview on the back end with one of the co-founders of Real NBA Quotes, Mason, he runs, I guess, the main one to run the Real NBA Quotes Instagram page. If you guys aren't familiar with that, uh, they do a lot of satirical, comedic work just based on kind of the, the big training topics within that day and age. They've got a big they're hilarious. Inst- yeah, they're yeah. hilarious. They've got a big Instagram page. Uh, players love it. Obviously, the NBA community loves it. And kind of just take a deeper dive on, on what Real M- NBA Quotes you know how it started and you know what they are really trying to trying to do here so very funny interview you know, absolutely. If you haven't checked if you haven't checked out the their account please do it's so funny like I, I say in the interview i don't know if there's an account that consistently gets me to laugh as much as them yes 100 yeah. percent. i would say check that out first and that like pause For right sure. now check out real well, not if you're on not if you're on dash you can't pause if you're on dash we we apologize i would just say <laughs> Go to it as quickly as you can before, <laughs> before the flip of the switch here. But I'm stalling. I'm giving you guys time. <laughs> exactly. That being said, let's get to our interview with Mason from Real NBA Quotes. All right. Today, we're excited to have on one of the co-founders of the popular Instagram account, Real NBA Quotes. Mason, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. How's everything going for you? It's good. How about you? Thank you. Doing well, doing well. Excited to bring you on here. Talk a little bit about your account and, you know, kind of how it all came together. Let's start, let's start there, actually. You know, you're, you're one of the, the few co-founders. 
Uh, you've obviously gained a huge following through real NBA quotes. And I think, you know, to my knowledge, it looks like you've expanded a little bit to, to more accounts and, and kind of expanded your coverage a little bit. But how did the inception of real NBA quotes come about? All right. So it actually goes back pretty far to May 2019 where my first page was a page called Your NBA Opinions, where people would DM us opinions and we'd post them. And we could give our thoughts and other people could give their thoughts on the basketball opinions is what they would be. And uh, me and I met a buddy through that page named NBA District. His name's Carter. That's who I founded Real NBA Quotes with. And we had been friends outside of the page, like playing video games and whatnot together. And we were like, we had this funny idea. And we were like, you know what? Let's just give it a shot. And I remember it took us like forever. It took us like three or four days to find the name of the page because everything was taken or banned by Instagram. And then once we got it, we kind of ran with it. Nice. So it sounds like you two came together. And is that is that something that you've kind of realized that's happened over time? I mean, the NBA community or you you kind of collaborate with other pages. Has that, that I guess, tree of people kind of expanded as, as you've grown and grown? Oh, well, I would definitely say it's like expanded big time. I remember our little OG circle of like, me, Carter, NBA In-Depth, Bucket Center. I'm sure you've heard of those pages as well. And now the NBA community is full of a bunch of big pages with hundreds of thousands of followers and millions across multiple, multiple pages. That's crazy. No, that, yeah, I mean, the community, especially on Instagram, I feel like, you know, NBA Twitter gets a lot of love, I feel like, from the media, but NBA Instagram is just as big and it's definitely booming right now. Um, but the idea for basically, you know, for those who aren't familiar with your page, it's basically just, you know, these play on like these Bleacher Report and like ESPN posts, but it's just like these crazy quotes that as like attributed to these NBA players. And it's just hysterical to read, like, especially if you know the context of everything that is going on behind the scenes. Where did that idea come from? Is it in, sort of inspired by the Bleacher Report or the ESPN or, you know, where did that come from? Well, with the satirical and com comedic uh, like jokes and quotes we make, everyone always thinks, oh, you guys are making fun of the players and all that. And while we're definitely toying with the players and like poking at something that they're commonly joked about with and whatnot, it's definitely more to make fun of the media because some of the ridiculous questions and interviews that get asked and you're just like, there is no way this actually happened. So then we thought, <laughs> well, with that going on and how ridiculous the media really is, you know, we can make a play out of this and we can make it funnier on purpose when they don't even realize what they're doing. So I mean, while we're always getting heat for making fun of the players, we're actually making fun of the, these big news outlets that are just flat out ridiculous. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I know, remember when I first found your page, I feel like I had the first reaction everyone has. I'm like, there's no way that like, you know, Harden or LeBron actually said this. Right. And then you go through the page, like, all right, like it's a joke. Um, but basically, well, let me ask you this. Has there ever been a quote or anything that the media has taken, you know, and ran with? Or maybe something that you came up with and then you see in like a newspaper on like a blog site or whatever, and you're like, oh, my God, these guys don't realize it's a joke. Um, not necessarily on like that I've experienced on the newspaper or on ESPN or anything as big as that. But multiple times, real big trusted basketball outlets will repost something like I don't remember the exact quote, but at Basketball Forever, they have like over 700,000, I think, real professional, nothing but real stuff, uh, made their own format of one of our quotes and tried to pose it as real and then like <laughs> got clowned instantly because everyone totally picked up on it that it was us and deleted the post like three or four <laughs> hours later. That was pretty funny and that happened. 
that's funny. That's hilarious. On the, on the flip end of that, are there any players that that you maybe messed mess with or toyed with and actually appreciated like the satirical aspect of your page? Oh yeah, for sure. Like the number one has got to be Frank Kaminsky. I remember I had, <laughs> nice. I didn't even have a hundred thousand followers and he had followed me and we DM'd him. We were like, yo, what the heck? That's awesome. Uh, and he basically said, I love your page. Your humor is hilarious. I love what you guys do. And now we've kind of formed a friendship, like to where we text every so often. And I, I ask him stuff about the NBA and whatnot. And like, it's expanded me to become friends with some of his friends on Instagram. And then there's a lot of players that we don't have that connection to, but definitely appreciate it. Like John Morant has laughed at um, one of our posts, putting like laughing emojis in the comments and saying, uh, y'all stay lying on me or something like that. <laughs> like the laughing emojis. And then one time we did one on Donovan Mitchell and Kyle Kuzma tagged Donovan Mitchell in the comments with a bunch of laughing emojis. And then uh, just like, I won't say they always appreciate it, but I can tell that it definitely gets noticed because we've had tons of player interactions and 99% of the time they are not negative at all. The players are cool about it. That's dope. I'm glad that players in the league also have a sense of humor with this because I'm sure they kind of have a similar stance uh, that you guys do, you know, in the sense of how you portray the media and kind of in a weird way. I mean, with Kaminsky and everything you said, you text back and forth or in our, in an ironic way, you have your inside sources, which makes you like part of that media, you know? <laughs> yeah, I really do. Like I'm not, I, he does, he has told me stuff before that like uh, has happened before it happened. Like I remember we found out he was signing with the Suns a day or two before he signed before everyone else knew. And That's we knew it. about it. That's so cool. That's awesome. And the funny thing is, like, if you, let's say, were to make a graphic and post that on Real NBA Quotes, I don't know if anyone would, you know, they'd be like, oh, okay, like, this isn't really that funny, but okay, uh, you know, and then dude, actually signed. That's pretty funny. Is there, you talk about all these players that you interact with, when you're going through, and one of the, my favorite things about your page is, like, these sort of recurring characters that you have. Uh, like, like, Tiny J.R. Smith is one of them, or, like, uh, what, what was the one? My favorite Stickle Jokic, or... <laughs> is there is there a favorite that you have is there a favorite player or maybe like a favorite team that you love to just like you know create these quotes for create posts about um I mean to be honest it depends on like when something's going down or something happens it's definitely fun to go after a player like right now the player is James Harden it's <laughs> hilarious with the 4pf little baby stuff of him going to the clubs and all that and skipping playing basketball but overall, there's definitely some favorites. Like, it's definitely fun to rag on Devin Booker with Curious George. And what makes it fun is just not even us doing it or making it fun. It's funny how the community reacts to it and appreciates the inside joke so much. Can you – I'm glad you brought up Curious George because I was going to ask you about that. Can you go into that? Like, where did Curious George come from? Okay, so there's a really not, – I'm not going to say really old because it's only like – right now it's probably about a six-month-old post – and I don't really remember how it starts, but uh, Paul George mentions something about rest. And then Kawhi Leonard chimes in and Paul George goes, of course, you're curious about rest. And then Curious George chimes in, says to keep his name out of his mouth or something <laughs> like that. And then that's where Devin Booker chimes in and Curious George tells him to shut up. And that's where it all started, just because of me and my friend's sense of stupidity and laughing at the dumbest That's crap. pretty good. That's pretty good. So I mean, that is my sense of humor to a T. I mean, even just listening to you describe it, like, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. 
you hinted at it a little bit just you know with you guys kind of comedically making fun of things the media does and I think a lot of people do that now what's kind of your stance though you know on the media especially like within the NBA side uh, I would say they're more of a positive than a negative most of the time but I mean I kid you not, I spend hours probably a day just texting some of my Instagram friends, like the league source I'm sure you've heard of, mm -hmm. and then Carter, who's on the page with me, and just countless other people literally just making fun of all the crap that the media is going on and on about and reporting. Like, I had a half an hour conversation about how every player in a commercial is considered a, sta a star, which is obviously out of respect, but it's, I mean, it's kind of funny, and, like, you can nitpick every little thing about the media, so... I will say that we appreciate them most of the time. It's definitely, they definitely have some questionable things they do pretty often and definitely. that I can just rag on forever about. No, you're definitely right. I mean, hey, when there's a whole YouTube mon uh, montage of just like horrible questions asked at media, media days or, you know, press conferences. Yeah, I mean, like they kind of put themselves in their own uh, <laughs> they kind of, you know, gave themselves their own perception of, you know, how everyone does perceive them. Oh yeah. They do it to themselves a hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So with the page and everything, you're, you're one of the co-founders you've mentioned Carter. Don't know if there's other guys within uh, your space that, that do different things for you guys or you delegate tasks or whatever, but how does that, how does the structure of real NBA quotes work? I mean, you guys have now expanded, you guys have multiple other pages. It, it looks like. But, so how does all that work running like a big media page that's, that's blown up like this? All right. So to kind of uh, dive into it simply, me and Carter are the only ones on real.mba.quotes, the big page. And we basically take turns posting. Like I do a post, he does a post. And it depends on the time of the year, how much we're posting. Like in the heart of the NBA season, when there's enough content, we like to post twice a day. And then like right now, preseason, we try to post once a day. And then off season, we usually post about once every other day, just because we like to post a lot. But I mean, when there's no content, the humor just feels forced and it becomes unfunny and unenjoyable. So we don't do that to ourselves or to our community. But then, yeah, we do have other pages. Like we have a smaller page called real.mba.cov, which is just like basic news coverage. And um, that page is actually me and another friend named Damon, who I also met through Instagram. And it's us three that kind of compile the RNQ universe. Like we have a group chat called RNQ and we just, we, when we need a post, we'll text them there, RNQ ideas, question mark. Or if we have half a post done, we'll send it in there and we all just help each other out. And that's really what keeps the page fresh because one person would not be able to constantly become up, come up with 10 or so slides a day of like comedy and it would, or else it wouldn't be fresh at all. It becomes so overused. What is, and I'm glad, and it's cool that you have a team working on this, right? Absolutely. Like what you said, you know, the more people in it, the better. And it seems like you guys are really dedicated towards this thing. And I, you know, I think this thing is going to continue to grow. I, you know, like I said, I'm, you can't tell already, I'm a big fan of this page. Um, but what does the future of this page look like? So you said you sort of are now diving into actual legitimate coverage. Is this sort of mm -hmm. now, at least for you guys, is this going to become like a media platform, like the next like ball is life or overtime or like Bleacher Report or something like that? Or are you guys just going to stick to the more satirical comedy stuff? Uh, definitely need to stick to the satire and jokes because we've tried multiple times to create like serious pages and it never really works out to us. Like we can't dedicate ourselves to that. Like we can this because you, when you 
dive into something like that, you have to enjoy it more than anything. And we really enjoy this page, but when we try to dive into the more serious stuff, we just don't last quite as long. It's just not as enjoyable for us. So I would say the next step was would be, we would love to have some sort of like YouTube channel where we can do something on there to make it a video platform of like maybe a video a week and related to Satire NBA. But Satire NBA is definitely where our heart is. Yeah, I mean, when I look at you guys, I feel like, I mean, this is a lot, but like, I don't know, are you like a soccer guy at all? Uh, no, I'm not really a soccer guy at all. So then, I only mainly watch uh, the NBA consistently, and mm-hmm. then I do watch the NFL, but pretty much just the Cleveland Browns because I'm a Cleveland fan. I respect, I respect that. Um, I'm sorry about what happened the other night. Um, <laughs> Man, I was bitter. I was bitter. Every right um, to be. When I, when I think of your page and when I think of maybe, you know, something that reminds me of your page is this soccer YouTube channel that's, for, that's called 44 Tunes, which is sort of very similar to like what you guys do. Like it's sort of taking these athletes and putting them in like ridiculous situations and like making jokes about it, you know, and it's sort of like daily or like, you know, uh, like weekly cartoons that this guy puts out. So I feel like for you guys, you know, it's sort of like very similar to like, you know, like Gridiron Heights or like Game of Zones, you know what I mean? But just like off the walls, like crazy, ridiculous, like what you guys do. So I feel like, you know, I don't know if any of you guys are into animation or anything, but I feel like that would be really the 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 long-term thing with here, just to sort of create this like cartoon. Oh, believe us, the Game of Zones is the next step we want to take. Yeah. The problem is none of us can animate and animation <laughs> is the opposite of cheap. So looking into crap like that, it's just hard to get a dedicated team. But we we are confident that we could like write out a storyline of like five minutes long animations and just have goofy little clips and like a little bit of a story. And it'd be a little more on like the PG-13 R side. So it'd have that aspect to it because, you know, Gridiron Heights and uh, Game of Zones are super family friendly, friendly Mm E-rated. We kind of have a more mature, goofy just like our page but the problem is we just need the resources for that i feel you yeah and i'm sure that comes with as you guys continue to to grow and grow though i'm sure just like you've met other people through social networks i mean that's just that's just the next step Who who's that going to be that person to, to be your guy and everything like that going into the season you know the season's really right around the corner here crazy to think that who are some of the guys that you're looking at as I don't want to say like targets, but I want to say potential guys that you're you're looking you're going to be watching their their press conferences pretty closely. I mean, Harden potential obviously won. Yeah, I yeah. was gonna say Harden's obviously the main storyline right now, and that one really hurts to say. I'm a big Harden guy. <laughs> okay. However, uh, that being said, listen. definitely uh, deserves the, the criticism there. But anyways, yeah, who would be that those guys? I won't say that we really have any targets because I genuinely love every player in the NBA. And like the NBA is my passion. It's my favorite thing ever. So I can't necessarily just bully players. Like I love every player. Um, I do have a little something I'm not letting go of, of uh, Kelly Olenek for breaking Kevin Love's arm in 2015. <laughs> but other than that, I love every NBA player. So while we don't have anything we necessarily look out for, we do have like consistent running gags and like, things that we know are cues that oh this will be good in the post because we know people enjoy that and like off the top of my head I can't really think of anything but like a lot of times Harden will have the most outrageous pictures taken of him and that's always a good one like you know the one you guys have all seen where he 
looks like he's put on a little weight. And then everyone saw the one last season where his (laughs) (laughs) everyone saw the one last season where his uh he had a little bit of an accident in his pants, if you know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, we look out for things like that, but no, I wouldn't say we have any targets exactly. It just kind of, you know, I'm not going to make, we're not going to make a daily post about the Atlanta Hawks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. It, always, it is always like the big media guys because that's who gets attention online. And that's just how that works. Sure. You, you, uh, you said you're a Browns fan. Are you also a Cavs fan? Browns, Cavs, well, Indians for not long, whatever. Right. Cleveland baseball team. <laughs> Cleveland baseball team. What do you think? Let's talk like sort of serious basketball for a second. What do you think about the Cavs? What's your outlook, you know, heading into the season? It's sort of a rebuilding time for them. What What are you thinking? Um, I'm hyped to see Okoro play. He looked amazing in his first two preseason games. And then I'm hoping we get to see Kevin Porter Jr. on the court because he's my favorite player right now. But I'm not sure if you guys heard about the gun charges he had. So we don't know the future of him right now. But I mean... I'm definitely looking forward to them too. And obviously our young guards and Sexton and Garland, you know, Sexton's a big fan favorite here playing at Alabama and I live in Alabama now. So it's always fun to see them, but I do wish that the Cavs would move on and like trade away the players like Andre Drummond and Kevin Love. Well, I know we don't have much of a market, but like we need to commit to a full 1000% rebuild and let our young guys play all the minutes. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Cavs are doing some good things. It's just, like you said, I feel the people that are stopping them are guys like Drummond and Kevin Love. Will, I don't know if I've ever told you this. This is kind of just a little side story, but did you know that I've actually seen and covered Darius Garland and James Wiseman at the high school level? I didn't know that, no. Very random. They I was, was random. I was writing, uh, like covering high school sports. And when I was, when I was covering, like, they came to Chattanooga where I was going to school at the time. But when they came through, like, I just remember watching both those guys and be like, oh, those guys are really good. Like, you know, they're definitely going to play at a collegiate level. But just to see them at, you know, both go top five is pretty insane. I just thought it was a short story I would share as, <laughs> as you talk about Darius Garland there. Because he's one of the guys I, like, watch more intently now for that reason. I'm like, oh, man, I'm following this guy oh, for yeah, a little while. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, as far as high school players go, have you guys ever heard of J.D. Davidson? J.D. Davis. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I think yeah, I actually uh, saw him he's ranked. He's ranked like eighth or ninth overall. He plays in a really small school in Alabama. He's committed to University of Alabama. I've seen him, him play a couple times before. I've seen him hit a game winner to win state. Nice. So, yeah, it's always it's pretty awesome. awesome, like, watching these guys play high school, and then you get to go on and watch them play in the NBA. It's so I'm, obvious, uh, though. Yeah. It's so what obvious at the high school level. I mean, like, you just know oh, the yeah, guys yeah, yeah. That, that really stand out. Like. Oh, yeah. They're, like, so good. It's unbelievable. It blows your mind. I really – I feel like – see, that's the part where I'm not lucky from, right? So, like, I'm on Long Island, and they're really – like, Tobias Harris is the big one, um, Danny Green as well. But there aren't a ton of guys from here. Like, we're big lacrosse, big wrestling. But, like, I remember when Tobias Harris was coming out of high school when I was in, like, middle school, and that was, like, a huge deal. Like, everyone thought Tobias Harris was going to be, like, you know, oh, my God, this kid's, like, LeBron James. You know what I mean? And he's, yeah. he's Tobias Harris, but – He's Tobias Harris, and exactly. that was like, and that was a big thing. Um, so I guess let me ask this. So Anthony, um, well, I guess Anthony too can ask this. Um, so what are your thoughts on? So we are Big Three podcast, right? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Big Three. I don't know if you're familiar with the guys in the Big Three. I guess do, are you familiar? I guess let's ask that question with the Big Three. Um, 
I wouldn't say I'm familiar with the big three. Like I love, love watching the former NBA guys play in the big three. And I've sat down and I've watched games before, but I can't like dive in and tell you every little thing about the big three. Like I can the NBA. I got, no, I, absolutely respectable. Um, who are some of the guys you like enjoying? Or they like uh, watching? To be honest, this is showing my knowledge. I'm not sure if he's still in there, but Joe Johnson was awesome. Oh, yeah. For a little bit. Yeah. It, for sure. I remember one game when he went just like absolutely off. I watched his highlights probably five times. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he was really fun to watch. I think he kind of is the big reason why the big three is even in like some part of people's minds here just because of the, the ridiculous summer he had last summer. Um, that being said, you know, if the big three got big enough, would you ever make something like a real big three quotes? Because there's some, there, I mean, there are some pretty goofy guys in there that I think you could get some good content out of there. Big Baby Davis, you know, just to name one is the first guy I think of. But does that ever well, cross I mean, your mind? And there's a market for it or something. We're definitely up to try it, you know. And we've done a big three quote before when Nate Robinson was playing. But we don't have, obviously, like a separate page dedicated no, no. towards it. But if it one day got like G League level big, I wouldn't, I can't say we wouldn't do it because there's always a chance for it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's definitely at least a couple times a season, there's definitely like some crazy stuff that happens in the big three that like, like Glenn Davis stripping his pants off when he gets ejected or like, uh, what was the other one? Or like, uh, the, Brian the Scott Green of... threatening to kill Michael Rappaport on live television. <laughs> like just stuff that like, if you didn't see it or if I just told you that it happened, you'd be like, there's no way that happened. Yeah, in a professional sports game. No, and I think uh, I think your platform would be like a good, you know, it, I feel like the big three is a lot more goofier than the NBA in terms mm-hmm. of that because it's a lot. It gives players a uh, a pretty good platform to like show their personalities and let their personalities shine. So I think that you know, in the future down the road, I think you would get a lot of pretty good content from it. Oh yeah, a comment about the big three is like, while it is a profession and a job. It's also extremely like goofy and almost like mm. a reality TV show. Like they can just be who they are. So the market's definitely there. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it. I think more than anything, players would make that league. And I like Will has been at the uh, personally experienced, personally experienced. Excuse me. Some some pretty funny things happening in a press conference setting. You know, when you had <laughs> Kenny Martin going a tirade there. I know that we've mentioned that on the podcast before, but, um, you know, like you said, if, if the market's there, it definitely would be cool to do. So as you continue to kind of go through the, the NBA season and, uh, you know, through kind of a, a different year than we're, than we're used to experience, what's kind of the, the play to, uh, I guess, like, I don't want to say garner attention, but, continue to, to, to grow because it, there comes a point where you've kind of got uh, some similar content in there, but then like, do you guys like plan on ex- uh, adding like these different characters that Will was mentioned earlier, or um, how do you guys plan to like attack this season? I guess I should say. Well, as far as something like a page like that goes, if it's healthy, it grows. So a stagnant page isn't a good page. So it'll definitely grow and change and evolve. And we don't necessarily have a plan because it's always best when it just comes naturally. Like these inside jokes we've made, we didn't plan any of them to be an inside joke. We threw it into a post once, saw people liked it, and then included it multiple times. And like, there's many times where you'll see a random person or a joke or a player and you're like, what the heck? And it never shows up again because it simply didn't do well. Or even players or jokes that have been in it 
multiple, multiple times, but they're not in it anymore because, well, the jokes kind of became stagnant and died off. So, yeah, you'll see a lot of change and evolution throughout the season, but I don't necessarily have any plans for it. Gotcha. No, I didn't know if maybe you got you would add some some different characters. Got to get Nikola Jokic to, to recognize the thick one name. I think you'd appreciate that. <laughs> he seems like I a, so a doofy dude. One of the funniest things that I, uh, Nik- and it relates to Nikola Jokic that like we've had on this podcast is Anthony realizing that he's like a couple <sighs> of months older than Nikola Jokic. And like That's that crazy. was just like we were like, oh my god, like Nikola Jokic is like thirty. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Jacking yeah. up the the one on one of our careers and realizing how much of a failure <laughs> I'm actually at twenty six. Yeah, I totally get that because I'm eighteen years old and now. I'm starting to be the same age as these draftees, and I'm like, man. That's crazy. So I bet seeing you were a little older than Nikola Jokic, it'd have to be crazy for you. It hits so different as you hit your mid-20s. I mean, like when you're 18 and 19, like you are, you're like, okay, these guys are the same age as me. Like, dope, you know? But then when you're like 26, mm-hmm. you're like, damn, these dudes are, are, are pretty young and, and they're doing really well for themselves. Like, I got to pick up the pace here before I hit 30, make sure I'm on like <laughs> yeah, a, exactly. some sort of level that they are. Yeah, I feel like you always have a special connection, like, to your draft class, I feel like. Like, the, yeah. the quote-unquote mm-hmm. draft that you would have been in, you know what I mean? Um, and then when the first guy from that draft class is labeled, like, a bust, you're like, oh, man, like, how old am I, like, actually? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try sure. to see camera right here a little bit better. Yeah. Well, we do appreciate your time. We appreciate the insight on real NBA quotes like we've been expressing throughout this, we, we really enjoy the page and uh, we're going to continue to follow. So we appreciate your time. Oh yeah. 100%. This is fun talking to you guys. Yes, sir. And hopefully one day we see those, those real big three quotes. That means the league's doing well and maybe we're doing a little bit better. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I'll make sure to tune in some games and think of you guys this season. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Mason from Real NBA Quotes. If you haven't checked out his stuff on Instagram, I highly recommend that you do. It's absolutely hysterical. It's absolutely, I mean, maybe I'm just speaking from experience. It's my sense of humor. I die laughing at almost every post that they have. Um, So in the meantime, we'll be here waiting for the big three announcement. We hope that it's coming sooner rather than later. Anthony, I know you think it's going to be a Christmas announcement. I hope it's a little bit sooner than that, but we're sort of getting towards that time where we might have to be talking about a New Year's announcement. So yeah. other than that, we thank everybody. Yeah, we thank everybody for watching. If you're on YouTube, thank you for watching. If you're listening to this on Dash, thank you for listening. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. Please like in five stars. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next episode. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.